Vic Reed, I'd love to welcome you to the show. So welcome to the show. If you miss any of it, the podcast on demand section at ksgf.com or if you'd like uh, on the app. App is convenient. It's great. It's easy. And if you don't like it, then you can always delete it in anger, in rage. It's free. So it's a way you can also easily contact the studio on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. So many benefits to it. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. Missouri's unemployment rate is up slightly. George Lawson reports. The state's jobless rate increased by two-tenths of a percentage point last month, rising to 2.6% from September. However, that October 2022 rate was 1.4% lower than the rate from a year ago. The city of Springfield wants short-term rentals to start paying a lodging tax just like hotels do. Hotels pay the 5% lodging tax on top of the sales tax. The city says almost half of all short-term rentals in the city aren't registered, so they don't pay sales taxes. Well, the city wants to fix that and then add on the lodging tax. If that happens, it could bring the city an extra $365,000 a year. That's Matt Moyer reporting. Springfield police are trying to solve a robbery at a convenience store and need your help. A man in a Halloween costume robbed the Casey's store at 1510 North Glenstone on Halloween. I'm Jason Rima. You're listening to Springfield's Talk 104.1. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clara of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Uh, mostly sunny day. I have 31. Clear 19 tonight. Sunny 41 tomorrow. Sunday sunny with a high of... 45, 53 on Monday. Got a couple of the characters, two-thirds of them. A couple of characters. Uh, yeah, a couple of characters. That's ca- what I was always called in oh, school. Real character. You were, were you called that in school, character? Oh, we got character, Carringer, Caker, Carker. <laughs> my, my worst one was Carrot Top. I don't know why they called me Carrot Top. I wasn't orange-headed. <laughs> but anyway. Maybe they thought you were as funny as Carrot Top. He wasn't around then, so dude. I was, you're, I'm old, okay? Yeah, he he wasn't even thought of Prop by comment. his daddy at that point. <laughs> so what's up, so, man? Good morning. Yeah, I was just talking about winter. I'm sick of winter already. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I I'm like, a summertime I like four person. Seasons. I like all. Four. It's one of the things I do like about the Ozarks. I like that it's night four season. Now that being said, it wouldn't kill me to live in Florida. Yeah, weather no, wise, you I, don't some, think some people they're like I don't I wouldn't like the one and I would I think miss. The way, because I do, like I said, and I like the fall. I love the spring. I love, but I could do Florida. Yeah. Some of it culturally speaking. You like I, all the old people. Over, well, just the, you know, that whole red wave and the, it's, yeah, you know, it's right like now. it's becoming a refugee for people. That, yeah, you would think it would be Texas, but nope. No. Nope. So, yeah, we're we're uh, sick of winter at this point, and I, I, like, I like Missouri. I like actually where we live right now. I, I do like this change. I like how we you, get the yeah. change in seasons. In one day. 
Well, that, that's yeah, the Ozark specific. Sometimes we get you know we'll get seventy degree weather and then we'll get it down to zero in the same day. Yeah, so. you're out there in the middle of nowhere, so you really got it nice. Yeah, that's what I. That's one day. One day. One day. Speaking Just of, wait. what a great segue! And you didn't even know it. It's You're instinct. so awesome. Total instinct. Yeah. So I want to talk to all the veterans out there. So Dang it, I'm not one. Veterans, listen up. If you are a veteran, turn up your radio. you got to hear this because a question came up to me that I really never considered that people didn't know. But it happened yesterday. So if you're a veteran, do you realize right now that you can give somebody the same interest rate that you have on your loan right now, which is probably down around two, three, four, when the rates are at seven. How do you do that? Yeah. Nick's got a puzzled look yeah. on his face. If you own a house, if you're a veteran and you own your house using a VA loan, VA loans are assumable. Now, Some VA loans. Most. I'm just going to say most. Yes. Okay. That's a good cat. I'm, I'm glad you're you here. You have to be to... an American veteran. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's certain VA investors don't allow assumption, but it's a few and far in between kind of Got scenario. It. Most. I'll, I'm going to say most, and it's going to be you know, a, a ma- vast majority of them. So if you are a veteran and you own a house and you've been going, oh, man, I really want to move, but I'm going to wait till the rates get lower, if they ever do, again, we're assuming maybe in a year or two. But... The, re- the house prices are still continuing to rise. So uh, while you're waiting, you're going to pay 5 10 15% more on your house. And what you could do right now is you could sell your house to another veteran, and they can assume your loan. And what they do is they take the profit from the sale of their house, put it into your house, take over your loan, and they now have the same interest rate that you have. So you can command a vast premium, vast premium on your house compared to everybody else, as you know, long as it appraises at that amount. But you can command a full price on your house, and the new veteran that you know can buy your house and take over your interest rate. That is something that I thought everybody just kind of knew. If you're a veteran, you would know that. But so, you say, so does it have to be a veteran? Yes, to it does. It? It's oh, veteran. Okay. This is strictly veteran to veteran. I actually read something recently that they might be opening that up slightly. And again, this is kind of few and far in between scenario. Yeah, but there it are certain cases where non-veterans can actually assume a VA loan. And this, oh, yes, that could be. The, the biggest caveat there is you don't get your entitlement back as a uh, as a buyer at a veter- as a veteran. Okay. So you have to kind of work that system a little bit more, but. You know, there is a possibility for non-veterans to assume VA loans, actually. So what we're saying is, if you're a veteran, call us. We'll work through the details of what your situation is, and we will help you buy your next house at a... And you can do the same thing, by the way. You're, I'm talking about selling your house. Well, what about buying? I had The person I spoke with wants to live in the same neighborhood. They have a neighborhood page. Send out something to your neighborhood page and say, hey... I want to talk to a veteran that wants to sell their house, and I want to buy your house. Call me. Tell me what, you know, let me know, and you can go ahead and go through this whole process and get it taken care of, and you may or may not decide to use a real estate agent as well. Is it fair to say that, because some people may hear this and they're like, oh, well, that's an interesting deal. I've always banked over here, so they're going to know about this. No. Okay. The funny part, I'm glad you mentioned that, because the funny part was, is this, it was actually my dental hygienist. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And she was talking to me, and we were talking. She's like, well, I want to wait until the rates go down and blah, blah, blah. And I said, Is, you know, are you a veteran? You say, are, are you sure you didn't say, I am? I am. And so she said, no, my husband is. And I said, you do realize you have the ability to assume somebody else's loan. You have the ability to have some uh, veteran assume your loan. And she's like, no, I bank over it, and I'm not going to say the name. But I know who they are. I actually worked with the loan officer who runs one of the offices here in town, he's never mentioned it to her. Wow. Well, and that's one of the things I try to stress with people is I think that they believe it's no matter where they go, it's going to be the same thing. No matter where I go, the interest rate's going to be the same. No matter where I go, the down payment's going to be the same. So it doesn't really matter where I go. And that is so not true. It's just like anything else. If you're going to go to a brain surgeon, are you going to get it done in Springfield or are you going to get it done in a metropolitan area that's, you know, very right. familiar that people flock to mm-hmm. you know do you go to uh, barns or something right. but no you go to a specialist i'm a veteran myself i'm an air force reserve veteran i was in the guard for six years paid for my college was ready to do whatever they need me to do i'm a veteran and i know about veteran loans i would love to help fellow veterans get the best deal and there is no other better deal now than an assumable veterans loan and Anthony wanted to touch on, so anyway, call us. If you're okay. a veteran, call me, call Anthony, look on IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com, get in contact with us today, tomorrow, the weekend. Call us over the weekend. It's going to be cold. I'm not going to be doing much. So call us over the weekend, and we'll chit-chat and find a solution for you to move now. You might be able to get out in the country like you were talking about yeah. with me. Well, you can veteran. get a VA loan out in the country. You don't have to be in the city. So somebody might have be a veteran that lives out in the country, and they're, getting older they need to get moved back into town take over their loan but anthony was going to say about another issue yeah so moving forward towards the start of the year obviously it's tax season and we know there's a lot of a kind of impulse control that goes on around that time of year to not buy new cars new tvs Mm -hmm. things like that something a lot of people might not think about is that money can be a great opportunity to use as a down payment to get into a home especially if you've got a bunch of children and you're getting tens of thousands of dollars back. So just kind of wanted to mention that real quick, that if you are looking for a home or you have a dream to own a home, maybe think about doing something constructive with your tax refund this year and put it towards an investment in your life rather than just another thing that'll make you feel good for five minutes and then you'll be like... Like heroin. Well, (laughs) I, I wouldn't put it into heroin. That is a definite, like, definitely would not... We'll I mean, crack's okay, there. though, right? Crack's okay, Nick? Well, I'm not here to judge <laughs> or to it. tell people what to do, but it's just a, a suggestion that I, for I some people, just like meth in for Missouri. some oh, people, buying a home is a better option than crack. For most people, yeah, I, I think that'd be... Yeah, I would argue for most people, yeah. That's probably the, the better of the two choices, but, you know, it's okay. even better than buying that new TV or that new car, too. There you, you go. So, see, <laughs> once again, great advice from... Uh, Two-thirds of the characters. Oh, All right. Yeah. And uh, you guys, uh, well, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I guess you we, will. we won't talk with you before Thanksgiving. Yep. So yeah. are you going to be, you're doing the show probably only till Wednesday next week? Uh, that is correct. Yes. Cool. Well, you guys have a great Thanksgiving okay. as well. Will do. Thank stuff you Stuff your turkeys and stuff yourself. Uh, I want a great homeloan.com. Because you do. And we are live from Scramblers, the Friday Road Show. Got more coming up in moments. A traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. 
Springfield's Talk 1041. I am Nick Reed. All right, so some of you will remember this. Most of you will not because most of you didn't hear it. But six, eight months ago or so, I came across a story about the state of New York and how the state legislature had passed a law and, and uh, Hochul signed it into law that just randomly was going to list the or lift the statute of limitations on accusations of rape as a criminal offense and only for a short period like for two years or a year or two years or something because you know state by state sometimes it, I, I don't know what the range is maybe 10 years 20 years and so the point is that you know if somebody comes along and says uh, 30 years ago so and so raped me if there's a statute of limitations it can't move forward criminally civilly uh, I suppose that you could but criminally you could not and so New York just all of a sudden decided you know we're just going to lift that not permanently, but temporarily. And I made a prediction. Do you remember me talking about this? I made a prediction. And my prediction was the timing of that was so convenient because that would be just around the same period of time that Donald Trump, if he were going to run for president, would be announcing his presidency. And I don't know if you recall, but there was this ga- there was a lady who had... I forget who she was. She's sort of an eccentric lady that claimed that Trump like raped her in a dressing room in in a uh, some department store, and the the whole story just seemed very weird. And then, of course, the media jumped on it. But then she started doing interviews and claimed that she didn't think rape was really that bad or that violent, and it was. And then she was on Anderson Cooper and said some really bizarre things. And after that, the media dropped her because they were like, "Okay, this lady is not helping our cause to get Trump." So I just went out on a real wild conspiracy theory limb here and suggested that maybe, just maybe, we would see criminal charges against Trump for rape. Because coincidentally, the entire state of New York, state legislature, they changed the entire law to lift that statute of limitations just for that reason. Washington Examiner, sneak peek of Trump defamation lawsuits includes allegations of rape and battery, a preview of the new defamation lawsuit that is going to be filed against former President Donald Trump includes allegations of sexual battery, which will be punishable through a civil lawsuit after a new law in New York goes into effect next week. What? Lawyers... For former L columnist E. Jean Carroll said in a court filing filed in the Southern District of New York that the lawsuit will include six criminal allegations against Trump, including Carroll's allegation that the former president raped her in a dressing room of a department store in the mid-90s. The lawsuit says Trump's physical contact with Carroll was offensive and wrongful under the circumstances. Trump continued to attack and rape Carroll despite her attempts to fight against him and so forth so on. these people are so predictable. They're so predictable. That's why, however far back, I don't think it was as far back as last year, when the state legislature, and I know it sounded outrageous, even people who recognize the hatred for Trump, the derangement of Trump, that an entire state would lift the statute of limitations 
on a crime just so somebody who made allegations against Trump could just so they could turn it into a criminal situation. And I named the woman. I named the timing. And here it all is. It is remarkable how predictable and depraved these people are. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Hear about I, I know it. I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk about but it. the hypocrisy and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 104.1. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Uh, Streaming live, KSGF.com. I am Nick Reed with Sarah Byer. Hey, thank you, thank you. Uh, and I'm here with Bruce with Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, Good morning. You did your holiday client greeting, and I have had a tremendous amount of feedback on that. People <laughs> love your spots. So if you haven't heard it yet, it's in rotation on the station. You will probably hear it sometime today. But yeah, a lot of people have liked that. You know, you got to have some fun in life, right? That's right. I think it's probably my favorite one that we've cut so far. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> it's, uh, well, and you know, I didn't even know we were going to do the Thanksgiving, so you made me come up with that off the top of my head. Hey, it was pretty good. I liked it. Just just taking whatever comes out of my brain at the top of my that's a little terrifying. It so. was good. So what's been up? Well, you know, just trying to get everybody taken care of and... and uh, you know, as people's houses go through all the, the adjustments of winter, um, there are all the things that, that need to happen from, you know, the expecteds of, you know, are your gutters cleaned out and did you get your hose disconnected? But as as we head into this time of, of winter, things dry out a little bit. And uh, as it dries out, the house will start, you know, the house is mostly made of, or there's a lot of wood, it soaks up a lot of moisture and it holds that humidity from the summer. And so then in the winter, as it dries out, everything starts to shrink. And so you start getting some creaking, or maybe the door doesn't shut quite mm-hmm. the way it did, or or maybe it starts shutting again and it hasn't been shutting all summer. I've had a little bit of that <laughs> at my house, yes. <laughs> so, you know, there are, there are those things, and, and when you do things to uh, control the moisture, like a good vapor barrier under your house, um, that reduces that, that wild swing of, high humidity, low humidity, um, and all of the adjustment that, that your house has to go through. Because every time your house adjusts, then you're looking at cracks in the drywall, especially above the doors. You know, are your doors opening and closing properly? Does the floor creak and you wake up the baby when you walk across the hall? Uh, you know, it's it's all of, all of those things, and, and a lot of that can be helped by just uh, getting your house healthy. Um, you know, like I said, controlling controlling moisture is a big it's a big thing for your house. Well, you guys are definitely going to help me with that because I am going to talk to you after we get off air All right. about scheduling some stuff. I know we, that I've mentioned it like for yeah, the last we've been three talking weeks. About this I know we're going to do it though. You mean three months? Or, I, you or, know, I'm really bad. Yeah. You know, I have had a series of bad luck. Just do it already. I know. Well, okay. So I didn't see you last last time you were out because I decided to hit a deer. Yep. yep. And yeah, it's just it's been a lot. The husband's vehicles in the shop and driving the KSGF vehicle. 
vehicle. So I know it's been a lot of uh, maintenance related things. Thank you. Shout out to A1 Custom Car Care (laughs) (laughs) for helping me out with a lot of those things. Okay. So how do people get a hold of you if they want you to come through and take a look at their house and figure out what they need to do for winterization? They can, they can reach out to us a number of different ways. Uh, They can call the office 417-840-3330. Then go to our website, which is beetlespm.com. They can of course go out ksgf endorsements page and uh, check that out we're out there Um, but yeah just get a hold of us we'll send somebody out uh, to take a look at your situation we'll get you a written estimate and uh, let you know what what the best steps are moving forward and we'll get out there and get it taken care of very good you have big plans for thanksgiving all the family getting together. Oh, oh at yeah. your little farmhouse. It. Yep. Exactly. Oh well, I so, hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. We are, uh, we are gonna. We are gonna have an adventurous time. We're raising three grandkids now, so oh. it's a lot more crowded in yes. the little tiny farmhouse. But uh, they are stoked for decorating and making things happen. So. Well, that'll be a blast. I hope you have a very good Thanksgiving. Thank you. I have, and I hope you have a good rest of your weekend as well, Bruce. Yep. Thanks yep. for stopping by this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> this is Sarah Myers with Spring. Fields Talk 104.1. Yeah, coming up here, uh, an astounding move by the Biden administration. Now, you may recall that during the campaign, Biden and the media, Democrats accused Trump of cozying up to the Saudis. And, and journalists were talking about what a chilling effect that that would have on, on the media because of uh, Jamal Khashoggi columnist you may remember the execution that took place in saudi arabia and the saudi prince and so forth and and trump was giving a green light to the murder of journalists by people like that because he didn't personally go over and shoot the crown prince himself the biden administration declared last night that the official standing of the Saudi Arabian's crown prince is for the administration, that he should be granted immunity. The Biden administration granting immunity in lawsuits for his alleged role in the uh, brutal killing of the U.S.-based journalists. The hypocrisy with these people, I really, I'm starting to believe, that we are getting to the point where they are doing things that are so blatant just to show you that they can. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast. It is going to be a sunny day, cold, high of 31. Mostly clear tonight, 19 for a low. Tomorrow, sunny, high of 41. Oh, a little bit of. Taylor Swift music there. Uh, you will now be charged $812 for listening to that. And Sunday sunny with a high of 45. President Joe Biden's administration moved to shield Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. Shield him, protect him from a lawsuit over his involvement in the murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. The Biden administration said that the MBS status holding a high office allows immunity in response to a lawsuit filed by Khashoggi's fiance and by the rights group he founded, Democracy for the Arab World Now. 
Richard C. Vysek, acting legal advisor, United States Department of State, said in a letter, the State Department recognizes and allows the immunity of Prime Minister Mohammed bin Salman as a sitting head of a government of a foreign state under a common law principle of immunity articulated by the executive branch and so forth, so forth. Legal speak, legal speak. The letter concluded by requesting that the U.S. Department of Justice submit a suggestion of immunity in the district court. Biden, of course, in 2019, said he wanted to make, quote, Saudi Arabia pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are, after U.S. intelligence said in a report that they assessed that he approved an operation in Turkey to capture or kill the Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. So this is Biden's version of making Saudi Arabia pay the price to actively try and shield him from a lawsuit. Biden claimed over the summer that he confronted the crown prince when he visited the country asking them to increase oil production, but Saudi Arabia pushed back on that claim saying it wasn't true. Got to tell you, believe the Saudis. I, I don't know how. There can be an painting with a broad brush here an honest person that supports the Democrat Party. I'm not talking about Democrat ideals and and the misguided beliefs that, you know, handing out money to people that don't work for it somehow is going to lift them up in life and that taxing the rich is somehow going to make lower class people have a quality of life. You know, they're just wrong, but they can be honest and wrong. But this administration, virtually everything that he campaigned on, he has either done the opposite or claimed that he's doing the opposite. I, I mean, one of the most stark examples, aside from this now, is the Nord Stream pipeline. And how he got elected president, by gosh, he was going to put a stop to that. And I mean, he wasn't in office a few months and then and up and said, oh, no, we're going to let Russia do it anyhow. I mean, it was part of his campaign to show Russia that he was not soft on Putin and that no longer was Putin going to have a friend in the White House and he was going to put a stop to it. And he just did a 100-degree about face. And his only explanation is, well, it was almost done anyway. When it comes to his campaign promises, in the context of the the presentation that Trump always cozied up to these dictators, but I'm really going to show him. And this was another one of those situations where the crown prince was some, you know, he was alleged to have had involvement in the ordering of the assassination, and Trump didn't personally go over there and beat him up over it. Trump wouldn't denounce Saudi Arabia as enemies of the United States, and he still was continuing with this alliance, and that showed how evil he was. And I remember the journalists and their hysteria, and the fact that Trump wasn't going to hold them responsible was going to lead to the murder of journalists, because it was sending a message that as far as the United States was okay, if you were a crown prince or some dictator or any leader, for that matter, and you didn't like a journalist, that you could just kill him. And everyone know it, and no one will hold you accountable. And we could expect to see an increase in 
journalist kidnapping and journalist murder because Trump refused to hold them accountable. And now here the Biden administration is actively protecting them. Yesterday announcing that they were actively seeking to shield him from lawsuits. But what will be absent is the outrage from those same journalists who claim that Trump, Trump, by the way, wasn't trying to block any lawsuits. Trump wasn't trying to protect the Saudi crown prince. He wasn't proactively working on behalf to shield him from accountability, which is what the Biden administration is openly doing. Their excuses, oh, this isn't anything unusual. You know, I mean, it's commonplace for people in his position to be shielded from repercussions of their actions. Of the, Oh, okay. Is that what he ran on? All of those people who were elected Democrats, all of the people that were talking heads that railed on Trump because the way he dealt with that are going to sit on their hands and be totally silent. And they are vile for it. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Look, Sarah Myers. Oh, it's me. It is. <laughs> well, we talked a lot about winterization today, and that also includes your roof. Now, if you haven't had a roof inspection, or maybe you haven't had a new roof in quite a long time, and you're starting to think, whew, is it time for me to get a new roof? Highly recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company team, they can come out. They can give you a free estimate and get on your roof. They can take tons of photos and videos and see exactly what is going on with your roof. And maybe you don't need a whole new roof. And if that is the case, they can do roof repairs for you. Either way, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they have got you covered this fall and winter season. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Uh, Last week, earlier this week, in fact, it may have been last Friday, talked about a D-trans activist who was filing lawsuit against those that were involved when she was a minor and convincing her that her mental issues were based in the fact that she was actually a boy trapped in a girl's body and convinced her to uh, chop off her own breasts and to do irreversible harm by pumping chemicals into her body off-label use in order to change and alter the way that her body would grow. And, of course, she would realize that the emotional issues she had had nothing whatsoever to do with being in the wrong body. And so she's filing a lawsuit. She's also she's been very outspoken and she has formed a support group organization, D-Trans United. Her site is dtransunited.com. There is another lawsuit that's coming and. This time in Oregon, we're going to see more of this. And then, and but I have fears that the governments, whether they're state or federal, or departments that are run by the left, are going to start targeting these victims. And I'll explain that in a moment. So the Daily Wire is reporting that another detrans transitioner is suing a social worker, a therapist, and their respective clinics in Oregon for ignoring her 
mental health challenges and using it to fast-track her, quote, non-binary double mastectomy surgery. Camille Kiefel, 32, represented by Jackson Bone LLP, announced a lawsuit last week against the health professionals who approved the surgery to have her breast chopped off after only two brief Zoom meetings. Kiefel came to regret the double mastectomy that she had in August of 2020 in the years that followed, calling the procedure a result of an abhorrent misdiagnosis. Quote, I was 30 and at the end of my rope when I transitioned, she testified at a hearing on the efficacy of pediatric medical transition held by the Florida Board of Medicine. At the time, I believed I was non-binary. I struggled with severe mental illness and suicidal ideation. Kiefel is suing social worker Amy Ruff and mental health therapist Mara Burmeister, as well as their respective Portland-based gender clinics, Brave Space Oregon, and the Quest Center for Integrative Health. After a 40-minute video call with Burmeister in July of 2020, following a one-hour Zoom session with Ruff in May, both the so-called experts wrote a letter of recommendation for Kiefel to undergo chest reconstructive surgery, the complaint reads. Now, listen to that for a moment. See, they, they want you to believe that these are rare instances in which years of therapy, you know, three one-hour visits a week, every week, they've explored every possible avenue, and, and finally, after an exhaustive search, and, and after, you know, every other possibility has been explored, they make this recommendation that this is the only solution for this person. A 40-minute Zoom call. The 13-page complaint alleges that the defendants, quote, transgressed the bounds of socially tolerable conduct by abusing their position of trust and authority, by facilitating unnecessary, irreversible treatment without consideration of Kiefel's mental health issues. Kiefel told the Mental or the Daily Wire that after a traumatic childhood event, she felt discomfort with her breasts and hips and began to dress androgynously as a form of escapism. She said, I had a trauma history. When I was in sixth grade, my best friend had been raped by her brother, Kiefel said at the Florida Board of Medicine meeting. Being a girl meant I was more vulnerable, so I started to present as more masculine. This should have been a red flag, yet within a month of requesting top surgery, it was performed on me. Now, the, the Chloe... The name of the girl who transitioned. This is interesting to me. She also felt conflicted about her body because of a sexual assault situation. Because she, upon development, had been sexually assaulted in in, um, her breasts. And because of that, she began to, you know, not like her breasts. Because she identified them with that trauma. And so... When this was a mental health issue for her, instead of exploring that and recognizing the source of that trauma, they said, well, you're a a boy trapped in a girl's body. And if you don't get this, you have to remove them. If you don't, then there's a likelihood you'll commit suicide. Now, this is the second instance that has become public that I'm aware of in which a girl was uncomfortable with her body because of a sexual assault situation and dealt with it by trying to bind her breasts, trying to look more androgynous, and then instead of 
I mean, these people are just so sick. Instead of getting to the root of the emotional and mental illness, here you have a victim, somebody who's victimized by sexual assault, and, and because of that, they are artificially trying to make themselves feel better by removing the sexual component that is part of the sexual assault. And instead of therapists and doctors, medical professionals and counselors recognizing that and trying to really truly help, they instead use sexual assault victims in these two cases. Use them in order to advance their cause and convince them. You need to have a sex change operation. You need to remove, let a doctor remove those breasts. And Kiefel, this was done after a 40-minute Zoom call. Kiefel was introduced to gender identity ideology in 2010 while she pursued a woman's study minor in college and in 2016 began to identify as non-binary after seeing a gender-affirming therapist. She spent much of her childhood suffering from anxiety and depression, which persisted into adulthood and led to suicidal ideation. In 2020, she began to feel that having her breasts removed would eliminate her mental and emotional distress. The request was granted in just a few months' time after making the initial inquiry, despite the fact that she never took any testosterone or even believed herself to be transgender. The complaint states that even though Kiefel's desire for chest reconstruction was based on individual identities described as absence of femininity and a desire for a more, uh, uh, a more androgynous look, her care team proceeded instead with the life-altering, physical-damaging, irreversible operation. The complaint alleges that Burmeister failed to conduct an individualized comprehensive mental health assessment and ought to have known that Kiefel was a high-risk candidate for regretting or not benefiting from undergoing a double mastectomy for the purpose of gender affirmation. The things that are being done to these young people, it is deplorable doesn't even begin to describe it. Child abuse does not begin to describe it. And what is insane is that if you are a person who is bothered by this, you're called transphobic. You're accused of abusing children. You're accused of being the one that drives young people to suicide. I don't know that there has been anything in my lifetime here in the United States that has been so profoundly immoral, so profoundly victimizing that is being accepted, pursued, and pushed and promoted by people in one political party in particular and some in the medical community. I, I just, it is beyond comprehension to me how any sane, compassionate society could even allow this thing to happen to young people, let alone encourage it. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Jason Derulo. Uh, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, all of your home buying needs. I actually talked with her yesterday or the day before, and um, uh, we're talking about the fact, gosh, we're not going to see each other for a long time because next Friday uh, we're not going to be out here. And, and uh, 
Then our happy hour, she has another event going on. I don't know why I thought I'd share all that information with you, but nonetheless, if you just don't hear her or see her for a bit, it's just because the events that we're having and she's got, it's the holiday season. Uh, but in addition to that, of course, she is nonstop helping people find that perfect home, helping people sell the home, helping people get what it is that they're looking for. And one of the things I love about her is the honesty. Rarely do you have people that are really nice that can also be very, very honest. Sometimes, you know, those two things people have a hard time doing. They don't want to hurt people's feelings. But she learned a long time ago that honesty is the absolute best policy. And that means if you're trying to sell your home and you think that your home, the style is the most incredible thing ever. And, oh, I hand built this over here and so forth. It's wonderful. If it's something that isn't going to help you sell the home, she'll let you know that. Now, you can decide to keep going forward with it. But if you're looking for somebody that is going to look out in the end for your best interest, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, you can find her under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. Let me tell you my fear on these young people who are beginning to file lawsuits against people who, while they were mentally ill, convinced them that they needed to uh, have sex change operations that could not be reversed. What I fear is going to happen is that the left is going to begin attacking them. And they are going to begin to accuse them of being responsible for future suicides because they are going, they'll say they're going to create an atmosphere in which, quote, gender reaffirming supporters and doctors will be afraid to help those young people who are really truly in need. And so because they won't have that as an available option, those young people will instead uh, be driven to suicide. And they're going to take some of the victims that they created and they are going to pile on them and accuse them of being responsible for future suicides, which it's just like how much more cruel can you be to people that have already had their entire lives destroyed because of activism? But this is what I fear is going to happen because those who are pushing this on young people are going to have to come up with some narrative to counter the reality of what we're beginning to see in terms of results of their efforts. Glenn Beck is coming up next. Any of the show you missed, don't forget, of course, the podcast at KSGF.com and in the KSGF app. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you Monday. I'm Nick Reed.